this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindus in focus podcast my name is jayan shriram and i'm your host for today we're coming to you live on the day of voting in tamil nadu kerala and puducherry and in this episode we're going to be discussing the major issues at play in kerala and give you an overview of the assembly election there i'm joined today by the hindus chief of bureau in kochi as anandan sir thank you for joining us on the podcast today thank you jain so you know the biggest talking point of this election is the possibility of the ldf government coming back to power um this is an event that i mean you know the government in power coming returning is an event that hasn't happened for many years in kerala so how historic could this be and what are some of the factors since 2016 that could help the ldf buck this long trend of anti incumbency yeah in fact uh, if you look at it the last 5 years have been pretty crisis ridden uh, for the state of kerala if you recall from uh, 2017 onwards a string of crisis uh, hit the state uh, starting from okay in 2000 2017 and then came the nipah virus infection and then back to back floods in 2018 and 19 and uh, came the the pandemic the covid pandemic so it's been a crisis ridden period and uh, the government believes that it's been able to do a pretty good job of staying in solidarity with people and to support them also to sail through the crisis they were able to uh, give pds supplies not just to people in the bpl category but to those in the apl category as well because the covid times the lockdown period if you recall kerala set up lot of community kitchens uh, kudumbasri kitchens were set up and lot of neighborhood groups they came together to help one another A huge uh, uh, volunteer force was also formed at that time to deliver food kits and deliver supplies uh, at doorsteps so this was uh, termed as a huge success and people appreciated it too on the heels of this uh, they were also able to dis, uh, disburse pensions uh, well in uh, time now looking at it uh, looking at uh, the infrastructure uh, upgrades that have happened over the last 5 years using the vehicle of kifbi a body corporate created by uh, the state of kerala kerala infrastructure investment uh, fund board which is uh, Uh, generated about sixty thousand crore and ten thousand crore works uh, worth about ten thousand crore have been carried out so far, and uh, this has been one uh, way of generating funds for uh, development and not just that for fast tracking development as far as the government is concerned. So using these two things, I mean infrastructure development by way of KFB and schools. If you if you look at the work. so uh, specifically in the education and health sector they sectors they've been able to do pretty well uh, in the sense schools have got smart classrooms uh, new buildings and in terms of infrastructure and equipment upgrade in the health sector public health sector all the, at all three levels they've been able to put in systems uh, they've been able to augment the the medical staff in uh, the primary health center which have been converted into community health centers secondary level in the taluk and district hospitals uh, they've uh, even got cath labs and all 
the medical colleges were upgraded so holistic healthcare was uh, uh, undertaken the government argues and all this uh, was done with the help of uh, uh, kifbi so the government believes that they've been able to do a good work in education sector the health sector and then a lot of roads were constructed a lot of flyovers constructed using uh, kifbi funds so the argument is that the welfareism of the government and the development the infrastructure development will be appreciated by the people uh, one reason why the government believed so was the fact that they were able to do well in the the left front was able to do well in the local body polls in december last year that's why they think that despite the setbacks in terms of the developments following the shabrimala verdict the church feud or the string of allegations leveled by the opposition lefrand believes that they stand in a very good position to make a comeback this time around and then this is historical because uh, 19 after 1980 was the uh, year when these two fronts the lefrand and the united fronts uh, were formed in kerala ever since you have had these two friends uh, alternating uh, being in power so if uh, the government manages to make a comeback it's it's going to be historical because it's it's going to happen after three decades right um in your last answer you happened to mention uh, sabrimala and the church feud um so which kind of brings us to the next question so the biggest factor i think that could stop the ldf you mentioned a lot of impressive record impressive achievements in governance that they're trying to project as their campaign plank and uh, the biggest thing that could stop the ldf is the changing social alignments in the state um and this is something that the bjp in particular is trying to capitalize on so how do you see this reflected on the ground and what are some of the major issues that we can talk about here you mentioned already sabrimala so maybe we can start with that yeah interestingly today is the poll day and from morning onwards all the leaders top leaders across political uh, formations have been uh, talking about sabrimala so uh, mr pinarayi vijayan in the morning said in response to a question that all the gods of uh, kerala would favor lefrand and then in response to that he uh, there was an apology demanded from mr vijayan by uh, ak antony uh, former union minister and then uman chandi also said that the government shouldn't have allowed women to enter shamala and then mr sudhagaran working president of congress k sudhagaran he i mean sought the help of mythology uh, and said asuras are never favored by uh, devas and he likened the left front to asuras so <laughs> so from morning onwards if you look at it and uh, shashitharur also made a similar statement uh, saying that it's uh, too little too late for the government to make a statement or uh, on shabrimala and uh, to say that they uh, are with the believers so uh, if you look at it from morning onwards uh, it's it's comments uh, in abundance about shabrimala so shabrimala it is as if uh, uh, you get a feeling that ayappa himself uh, is a candidate uh, in the elections right so sabrimala has been there on the horizon right from day on i mean opinions have differed because in 2019 sabrimala was a factor it came soon after the uh, the the supreme court verdict and a round of fiasco uh, social fiasco with people taking sides and fighting over sabrimala so the situation was quite tumultuous all, all over the state although the government to a great extent succeeded in preventing any violence over this so initially the the congress and the bjp uh, welcomed the verdict but then later on uh, they claimed they sensed the people's pulse and they changed their stance the government was 
caught in a, a dilemmatic kind of situation. But uh, with pressure mounting on the government, uh, they were forced to provide protection to uh, people going to Shabrimala. Two women managed to enter Shabrimala later on. And uh, now both the BJP and the United Front took it as an opportunity to accuse the government of secretly taking these two women, whom they say weren't uh, believers, uh, to Shabrimala. So uh, there was a massive ruckus in the state in the wake of the Shabrimala verdict in 2018. And it was a great topic of debate during the elections of 2019, which went in favor of uh, the UDF. They got uh, 19 of the 20 seats in Kerala. But then uh, times changed. Then came this uh, uh, the pandemic, after which the government earned a lot of goodwill from the people. And uh, so that is why the left front uh, believes that uh, the, the issues in front of people at the moment are those related to livelihood. Are those related to employment issues? Are those related to well-being, seeing this pandemic through and all that? And Shabrimala is not an immediate issue as far as they are concerned. But still, everybody is forced to make a, a comment or a remark on Shabrimala. Right. And what about uh, the, the church feud that you were talking about? Where does that have its origin and how is that playing out? See, the BJP was not able to make inroads uh, in Kerala. Because its vote share had almost like uh, remained stagnant for a long time. Not stagnant, actually. The growth was very uh, incremental. Uh, 2000s, uh, it was just 4% and it grew to 15% in the 2016 assembly election. There was an opportunity that came their way when uh, the Catholic Church grew very uncomfortable with this question of uh, love jihad. And how it happened was people were complaining, the laity, uh, members of the laity were complaining about uh, interfaith marriages involving Muslims. And if you recall, there were reports of Christians going missing, Christians going, Christian girls going missing, and then, and then reports of them, some of them even joining ISIS and all that. So in the backdrop of this, the Catholic Church in its uh, last synod, uh, it passed a resolution against uh, the practice of love jihad. Although they admitted later on that the word shouldn't have been used and they could have uh, better worded. The point was that the church was uh, very apprehensive about interfaith marriages involving Muslims. So, uh, this created a lot of discussion in Kerala and it was just a matter of time before uh, uh, the BJP, BJP leaders started holding discussions with leaders of the Catholic Church. So, this was widely perceived as uh, the church moving closer to the BJP. Uh, because the uh, the Muslims were seen as a common enemy. But then not everybody in the Catholic Church agreed to this. But at the same time, a section firmly believed and clearly spelled it out in public that such a practice was in existence, although the courts uh, ruled to the contrary. But then uh, the recently reported incident of uh, uh, nuns being heckled on a train in Jansi in Uttar Pradesh filled some feathers in the Catholic Church and uh, they were forced to make statements against that because the nuns were accused of trying to convert people. So, if you look at the manifesto of the BJP here in Kerala, they've spoken about uh, protecting faith, just like uh, the UDF has done, the Congress-led UDF has done in their manifesto. And when uh, Mr. Adityanath was here, the UP chief minister was here campaigning for his party and the front, the NDA, he said uh, the BJP, if voted to power, will bring in uh, legislation against conversion. 
so this also did not go down very well with the church but anyway having said that uh, the bjp was able to gain a toehold within the catholic community that's one secondly uh, there is this issue of the orthodox and uh, jacobite factions of uh, the malankara syrian church at war with uh, each other for a long time it is a centuries old uh, issue uh, there was this supreme court uh, verdict in 2017 which favored the orthodox faction this the whole dispute was the about uh, control over parish churches the jacobites are traditionally votaries of uh, uh, the left front so it is believed and the orthodox faction is seen, is seen as closer to the udf and the congress control of 52 churches had to be handed over to the uh, orthodox faction some way possibly taken over because the court intervened and the government found itself again in a very sticky kind of situation the burial rites of uh, jacobites uh, were denied in certain churches which uh, were restored by the government by way of an ordinance and although the jacobites remained grateful to the government they wanted more they wanted the government to bring bring another ordinance to restore their control over the churches which the government said it the chief minister mediated talks between these two churches but then the uh, talks were unsuccessful uh, following which uh, talks were held in the presence of uh, prime minister narendra modi in delhi which was again followed up by uh, the rss when manmohan vaidya uh, one of the general secretaries of the organization came down to kochi he held discussions with b- these two factions uh, this was unheard of in kerala this also uh, provided grist to rumor mills and uh, a lot of people interpreted it as orthodox and the jacobite factions moving closer just like the catholics to the closer to the bjp but then having said that the bjp was able to make some headway although they've antagonized the largest minority in kerala the muslims they've been able to win over at least some christians and uh, that is why they hope that they'll they'll be able to do well in the polls in central kerala Right so when when taken as a composite you know all these issues we spoke about Shabrimala we spoke about the church feud the fact that the BJP is gaining a bit of a foothold among the Christian community perhaps um does that indicate that there is a definite kind of communal flavor to this election in terms of people discussing you know communities in which way they should vote is that been a predominant factor in this campaign Yeah that's right in fact uh, community equations have always been important in any election but then this time around in an unprecedented way all these things have been in the open there was a lot of mudslinging a lot of mis- misogynistic remarks made by different political leaders mostly hovering over shabrimala and protection of faith lau jihad boogie was also raised by some uh, even even yesterday there was this poster put up on facebook by one of the congress mps which was uh, widely decried on social media as uh, misogynistic which had this very vulgar portrayal of a woman being carried on a basket by uh, Mr Pinarayi Vijayan probably to Shabrimala so this was all in very bad taste so uh, the left front actually was hoping uh, that the campaign would be basically around uh, issues of development so they took a very conscious decision not to be carried away by the communal statements uh, made by political formations other parties or alliances the debate was largely about shabrimala about questions of faith about community equations about uh, love jihad or the absence of it that's why even uh, on the day of polling this is being discussed from morning onwards 
And so, yeah, now that we've discussed that social equation, a little bit about the the, the politics and the leaders involved in the selection. Uh, Mr. Vijayan, I think we've kind of covered um, his party, his front, what they hope to project. Um, the BJP, of course, is their, their big, well, I mean, they see it as a victory, but the, the, the roping, roping in Mr. Sridharan, who is, of course, famous for um, the Delhi Metro project. So um, he is a kind of major face in this party. How is he faring and will he make an impact at all? Yeah, before I come to that, I think I should touch upon this political realignment that happened in Central Kerala. Because uh, right. the left front probably thought that uh, the Shabrimala would put them on the back foot. After the death of uh, K.M. Mani, uh, patriarch of uh, Kerala Congress from Pala, uh, he, when his son took over as the chief of the party, there was a uh, split in the party and uh, the Joseph group went with the, stayed with the UDF and uh, the uh, Joske Mani faction that was with uh, UDF came over to the uh, left front. So, in central Kerala, KCM is a force to uh, reckon with. And uh, the left believes that even if they are to lose a couple of seats here and there in in the south and the north, uh, this time around, central Kerala, which is generally believed to be uh, an area where uh, the UDF has done well traditionally, uh, the left thinks it stands a good chance to win a couple of uh, seats more. That's one. Secondly, now uh, back to your question about Mr. Sridharan's advent. Uh, Sridharan is a very uh, popular uh, figure in Kerala, not just in Kerala, all over the country. So his joining uh, the BJP has certainly helped it. It has uh, boosted the image of the party. But then his utterings have been quite, uh, I must say, quite disastrous. He claimed that his membership in the BJP has changed the face of the BJP as a pro-development kind of party. Uh, That's one. Secondly, his statements about... uh, Shabrimala about the state of Kerala and his insistence on only talking about positive things and not issues uh, that are being discussed in society. But uh, having said that, he continues to be quite popular and uh, certainly helped the party uh, get a pro-development kind of image. But to what extent that will translate into votes for the party is something that remains to be seen. Right. And um, just finally about the Congress and their campaign, has it um, has it been effective at all? Yeah, the Congress, uh, in fact, started pretty late. As always, uh, there were issues within the party and uh, they took a long time to finalize their list of candidates. But then the Congress was able to uh, field quite a number of youngsters. Going into the campaign, they were able to get their act together and towards then they uh, were able to put up a united face. And the manifesto committee was headed up by none other than Dr. Shashi Tharoor, who is a very popular figure in Kerala. So it helped a lot since he campaigned and uh, he was making statements about what is on offer from the uh, UDF stable. And Rahul Gandhi and Priyanka Gandhi campaigned extensively, although towards the end, in the last couple of days, she couldn't come because uh, she was under observation for COVID. Right. And besides the Congress um, and, and the BJP, the, the other parties we spoke about, are there any uh, interesting new entrants in the field this time who may make any kind of impact? Oh, no, there is this BDJS, which was uh, uh, formed by Tushar Villapalli. Uh, this was formed in the run-up to the 2016 Assembly polls. Uh, they are back in the fray. And uh, they have aligned with the BJP. So they are part of the NDA. It's a, it's a constituent of the NDA. 
they have fielded their candidates. And then, interestingly, there is uh, this corporate-sponsored uh, political party called 2020, which which managed to get a panchayat uh, earlier uh, in the last uh, uh, local body polls. But the, uh, in the local body po- polls held in December uh, last year, they managed to uh, expand their uh, rule over four panchayats. So, uh, for the first time, they fielded their candidates from eight constituencies in Ernakulam and they are uh, likely to cut uh, into votes of uh, UDF and the uh, LDF in at least some of these constituencies. There is another outfit that is uh, named V4 Kochi, which also had fielded its candidates in the uh, local body polls. Number of people who quit uh, Amadmi Party in Kerala had joined this before Kochi and they fielded their, their candidates uh, from some of the constituencies in Ernakulam. So these are the new players there in the in the in the poll fray in Kerala, especially in central Kerala. All right, we'll wrap up this episode here then. Uh, thank you, sir, for joining us for this overview of the election, and perhaps we can regroup when we have a better idea of say projections or to talk about results. Uh, but thank, thank you for you your so time much. today. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.